You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Well, hello to everybody, and good morning, or good afternoon, as the case may be. Morning here in Southern California. Uh, it's just uh, about a minute or two after 9 o'clock, and we are here. Uh, you're here with Dr. Jeff Werber on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, the only live call-in radio show here on Pet Life Radio, and that means we're live, and that means you need to call in 877-385-8882 with any questions you may have about your pets. Uh, we have been doing a whole series of illnesses that have range anywhere from leave it alone and, and watch it to, oh my God, this is really important, get to see your veterinarian right away. We were doing a lot of the gastrointestinal problems, we went onto the joints, and we're in the middle of knees, stifle joints and we're going to continue that. However, today we are very fortunate to have a special guest, and I've been teasing about her coming up over the last couple of weeks, and that's Dr. Heather Lenzer. She's out there in the East with many of you in the East at um, afternoon coming out of New Jersey, and she is live with us, and we're going to probably change our course a little bit, but we still want to hear from you. And uh, that's, again, 877-385-8882, and we're going to have some extra giveaways, as a matter of fact, for our callers or anyone who joins in on the conversation here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Very easy to do. Just click on the icon, Ask the Vets. There's a big, huge box that says, join the conversation, join in the conversation, and you can join the three of us here at Pet Life Radio. We have some technical difficulties, as it is the fact that we are, I'm here in uh, in Los Angeles, and Heather's back east in New Jersey, so um, we are trying to connect her to join us here. And the phone just cut off. She's going to call back in uh, to join us here in the conversation. And in the meantime, uh, speaking of sponsors, I want to thank our uh, sponsors, which are ProSense Pet Products. These are products that you can get at the mass market. And also Kong, the Kong veterinary products, which are fantastic. So all you have to do is give us a call here at 877-385-8882, and we'll get these products out to you. But we want to hear from you. You know, doing the series that we have been, we've gotten some pretty good uh, emails. And, um, you know, one of the things we were talking about was some of the options for surgery when it comes to the patella. Now, just as a reminder, we spoke to patella, we talked about the patella luxation, then we went to the cruciate ligament. Now, the cruciate is a, an, an essential ligament when it comes to our pets. And the reason for that is that when you look at a dog who is in at rest, just standing, every single joint from the hip to the knee to the hock or heel are all bent. Now, in a person, the only bend when we're standing straight is the heel. It's a 90 degree. It goes from the, the tibial tarsal joint, and that's called the hock, the heel, and that goes straight. So the um, important there is that because of every single bend in all the joints, that need for the ligament is essential. Now, in people, what a lot of people are opting to do is not fix their cruciate ligaments unless they're an athlete, unless they're doing something like every day. In fact, I play in a basketball league, and um, one of the guys I play with has a, a torn cruciate, and he, only to play ball, he puts on that brace. It's like an external cruciate. So it, it provides the same support, the same stability, and he only needs it when he plays. 
So he only puts it on when he plays ball. Otherwise, he, he gets around fine. He could walk without it. It's only with the running and the pivoting and the stop and go and playing basketball where he needs that ligament intact. So therefore, he uses an external brace. You can't do that for dogs. It's very challenging to fit them, to get them to get it to stay on, to get the dog to leave it alone. You might find some out there, but they're rather tough. So when it comes to repair, there are two techniques that we often use to repair these joints. The one and one of the old standbys, let's take a back step for a second. There are types of surgeries that use a lateral fixation, if you will. And this is where we just try to approximate the joint itself in such a way that it provides the care and the support, but it's done artificially. Typically, there have been techniques over the years using some part of the patella ligament, using called a fascial strip using a part of the muscle fascia in the upper thigh and using it going through the joint and sewing it up and that provides a stability. Of late, there's some fantastic artificial type of materials that are non-reactive and extremely, extremely strong that can provide that support. So now what's happening is where the surgeries are being done is called a lateral stabilization where a little hole is drilled in the tibial crest and we wrap around, we go through the joint, wrap around for support on the back, what's called the fabella, which is a little teeny bone at the back of the femur. And that provides a great natural spot to hold the suture in place. And we then will go ahead and tie this suture extremely tight cinch it down, and that acts, in, a, in essence, as a cruciate ligament. The only difference is it's on the outside of the joint instead of inside the joint, and it works very, very well. There are two other techniques. And by the way, that works great for small dogs for sure. As a matter of fact, to this day, though it, you know, it's a fairly simple procedure for anyone who's done enough of them, and that is our technique of choice for A, medium to small dogs and dogs that aren't that active. Even a big dog who's not that active, the lateral imprecation suture, lateral stabilization suture, whatever you want to call it, acts just great. Now, the uh, other technique that we have is one of two newer surgeries. They are a bit different. So we are going to, here in essence, what we do is we reshape the entire architecture of the joint. And this is done via some bone cutting. So it's rather an extensive surgery. And what it does, it changes the angulation, it changes the support surfaces within the joint to where the actual ligament itself is not even needed. And so instead of trying to approximate the original strength and the location of that ligament, which is almost impossible, what these ingenious surgeons have done is coming up with a technique to where the ligament, which is almost impossible to repair anyway, is obsolete. One is called a TPLO, a tibial plateau leveling osteotomy. And the other one is called the TTA, which is a tibial tuberosity advancement procedure. Both have their pros and cons. They both take a lot of surgical skill, usually done by board certified surgeons or general veterinarians, but have an inclination towards surgery and have learned how to do the surgery, have taken the necessary courses, have purchased the equipment necessary to make the proper cuts in the bone. And depending on who you talk to, some like the TTA better, some like the TPLO better. The surgeon that we work with still likes the TPLO better. Regardless, they are both amazing, amazing procedures. So um, this is something you need to discuss with your veterinarian. I would say that as a general rule of thumb, and of course, there are going to be surgeons out there that are going to disagree. 
And in fact, I know one who is licensed to do the TPLOs. And after 10 years of doing TPLOs and 20 some odd years of doing one of the lateral invocation, she found no difference in the result. So she's gone back to the lateral stabilization only because it's so much easier and there's much less bone cutting. It's easier on the pet. And she is thrilled with it and does fantastic. Uh, we do have a caller on the line. So um, hello, caller. Hi, Jeff. Yes. It's Dr. Heather. Hello, <laughs> Heather. So, so How are you? So I'm doing great. So I'm glad you're here because yeah. I was just finishing up my conversation on knees. We were going through a series over the last several weeks of conditions that our dogs get that are, some of them are like minor, you know, for example, a vomiting dog. Now that can range from, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I ate something bad last night, to I have major pancreatitis. And I'm trying to give some guidelines as to when we need to rush to see our doctor, when we can get a little history and say, you know something, why don't you try this for a day or two, as long as everything else is fine, and go from there. So uh, we then went through the joints, the limping dogs, and we talked about all the limping problems from puppyhood to adulthood, how hip dysplasia on x-ray and an acute onset of limping, probably not the hip dysplasia, (laughs) teaching our listeners to talk to the veterinarians about looking for something else. As my point always is, that if you took those same x-rays three weeks earlier when the dog wasn't limping, the x-rays would have looked exactly the same as far as the hips were concerned. So, and then we would just move down to the knees and just finishing up on the different surgical procedures for cruciate ligament repair. And I'm so glad you're on the phone because I was promoting you over the last couple of weeks. And as soon as we take our break, because it's time for that halfway break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some fall allergies And you're going to give us some insight and some good products, I understand, to help us deal with our pet allergies in the fall. So hang tight on the phone, and we'll be right back. And uh, don't go away. You'll join us in just a few minutes. Back here with Dr. Jeff here on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm home. My hair looks cute. Now what? Bringing home a puppy or new dog is exciting, and he's depending on you to keep him in good health. Dogs need special care to keep them healthy as they grow throughout their entire life. Caring for their health is critical in all stages. With ProSense, it's simple and convenient to give your dog the care it needs with effective and quality products that treat, prevent, and provide essential daily vitamins and minerals. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. 
Hi, this is Jody Miller Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more from fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend. You'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So, what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> And welcome back here to Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Weber, and I think we finally connected with our special guest, Dr. Heather Lenzer. Heather, you there? I am. I oh, am. Oh, that's yes. fantastic. So um, Heather has joined us before, and we're thrilled to have her back. You oh, may have seen her back. on TV. I know Fox and Friends and a million other things that you've done. Matter of fact, I just had the opportunity to go back and do a Fox and Friends a couple of weeks ago. They just and, love dogs there, don't they? Oh, my it's God. Well, you know, to promote talk, our, talk, our healthy pets. Absolutely. Tucker Carlson's great. He's a big, big uh, pet lover, pet enthusiast. So no, it's great. It's, it's fun doing that show. So anyway, we wanted to talk. I was pitching. Well, first of all, there was another segment. So we're going to have to come back. Uh, and I think I'll come your, back what, anytime. Was it your five pet peeves or something you wanted to uh, talk about before this? But we're going to talk about I the, do. Yeah, I know. I know. So that's good. And by then, we're going to have all this audio video thing worked out. So we're, we get to all see each other. But anyway, fall allergies. We know we're here. Now, you wouldn't know here. In, literally yesterday, here in L.A., it was 98 degrees. And today, <laughs> it's going to be already here at 920-something in the morning. It's already 90. So I don't know anything about fall. I don't know if I'm ever going to see fall. All I'm doing is I, I have a, a snowboard trip planned for Utah in the middle of December. So I sure hope we're going to get snow, at least in Utah, coming up, but nothing close here in L.A. Well, it, it so. is fall in lots of other parts of the country. And I'm looking out my window in New Jersey, and I have orange leaves and brown leaves, and I have an itchy dog right in my midst right now. So this okay. is hitting home for me, for sure. So a lot of people think that summer is the time for peak allergies because we have a lot of moisture in the air. Our dogs are getting wet. They're rolling around. They're getting dirty. But I think fall is a really busy time, too. And there's a couple of, of important, I guess, characteristics to think of when it comes to allergies. In the summertime, pets are allergic to what's blooming outside and, and floating in the breeze, like dust and pollen and, and trees. And you need to think of something like hay fever. In the fall, though, our dogs who don't live in the beautiful weather that you live, they're starting to get cooped up inside. And so now they have household allergens like house dust, dander, and mold that are really, they're breathing in more often because now the windows are closed, the doors are closed, and they're hanging out inside. You know, what people don't realize also, Heather, is that, you know, talk about indoor allergens. When you look at the list, like from the uh, the companies that do the testing for us, they're testing uh for wool. And feathers and kapok. And you ready for this? Cat dander. So, yes, folks, you can actually have a dog that's allergic to your cats. So yeah, these are things you have to keep in mind. <laughs> exactly. So a good thing to think about as you start to close up your home fall is to decrease the amount of allergens in your home by using a HEPA filter in your uh, either in your furnace filter or be sure that your vacuum has a HEPA filter as well because HEPA filters do a great job of decreasing the amount of particles that are floating around in the breeze. 
in your own home. But although a lot of people think that because they're inhaling these allergies, that the allergens are going to show up in their respiratory tract. And although we share a lot of the same allergens as our pets, our allergies manifest themselves very differently. We're sneezing and coughing, we have watery eyes, and it doesn't happen as often in pets that that's what it looks like. Instead, it shows up in their skin. And so now instead of sneezing and runny eyes, pets will get itchy and inflamed skin. And as they start itching and itching, now their skin can start getting infected, especially in the areas where they're the most itchy. So the top of their paws, the base of their tail, and their belly. And it drives the pets crazy and it drives the owners crazy. They're woken up in the middle of the night by licking and scratching and and even there's a smell that can be associated with these dogs. There's a couple of things you can help do to try to decrease this incredible itchy and smelly mess of a dog that you have in your house. When you see skin infection, everybody, you have to really, you have to find, okay, most likely, remember Dr. Jeff and Dr. Heather said, it's not primary, it's secondary to something. And that something very often is allergy. Exactly. And so these red, raw, itchy dogs really do need to have their skin soothed by using a medicated shampoo. And you want to pick one that moisturizes the skin and that treats skin infections and also takes the smell away. And there's a ton of them on the market. I've just found one that I've been using that I love, and it's called Splash Plus Shampoo. And it's uh, formulated by veterinary dermatologists. There's such thing, as I'm sure you've told your listeners, that there's veterinarians that are specialized in dermatology. And a group of them came together to create this Splash Plus Shampoo. And it does all of those things. It treats, but the, the one that Dr. Jeff and I would be most excited about is it treats bacterial and yeast skin infections topically. So by putting the shampoo on the dog, so now you, you don't have to use pills and oral antibiotics or antifungal pills to treat a lot of these skin infections. And that's incredibly helpful. Heather, this is something because most of the shampoos that Heather was just talking about, and she is right, there are a number out there that we as veterinarians would recommend for our our patients, but they're typically are only found at the veterinary hospital. There are very few over-the-counter products out there that satisfy all of those needs. So is the Splash Plus, that's something that is available elsewhere or only at the vet? It's, it is available at the vet, but you can also, like so many other things, you can get it on Amazon, believe it or oh, not. Good. Just stick Splash Plus in the little search thing, and you can find it on Amazon. They also have a website called VetSplash.com, and you can pick it up there, VetSplash.com. And I'm sure you've talked about this, Dr. Jeff, but when you're using any kind of medicated shampoo, you want to make sure that that pet stays lathered up for about 5 to 10 minutes so that the shampoo doesn't just clean the fur, but it cleans the skin as well. You also then want to rinse it off using cooler water, not ice cold, but not hot either because you don't want to inflame and redden the skin. I'd be happy to give some Splash Plus away to any of the callers that we get today, and it would be a great thing to use in the fall as we start to have these itchy, smelly dogs with their their skin issues flaring up. You know, it's interesting. I um, There's a statistic that probably the number one reason, certainly in the summer, that a dog is going to be brought into a veterinarian's office are going to be skin-related allergies. And, Absolutely. You know, you said, and, and it's also interesting you said how, it, and it's true, how our pets manifest allergies so much differently than we do. Ours are respiratory. I mean, I went through, when I was a kid, I had hay fever. And believe it or not, I, I tested positive to dogs, cats, horses, sheep, goats, and cows. Oh! 
So you oh can imagine gosh. you can imagine how much fun I was having in veterinary school. But I seem to have outgrown all of them. The best thing I did, I, I don't know whether it was just, you know, because a lot of the human allergists will say that a lot of adolescents will outgrow their allergies and kids when they reach that, you know, at some point. But the thing that I did, and, and I swear by it, I'm, it probably has no scientific basis, but I got a cat and I was a wreck for probably six months. Now I have eight cats and they don't bother me one bit. Well, I think there's I, been some neat studies with kids that grow up with pets or oh, are less, less allergies for yeah, less for, for less less allergies. asthma, less allergies, and less eczema. I think it's 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 amazing, uh, and that's a whole exactly. other topic we're going to talk about at some point. Everybody is the benefit our the benefit to us of sharing your homes with pets. It's unbelievable. And moms out there, you should listen because there's a lot of studies out there that kids do better in school. They score higher on their IQ tests. I said, instead of getting that tutor, get a dog. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but I will say that another, we talked about this recently, is that food, you think when, when we eat something that we're sensitive to, our symptoms are typically intestinal, gastrointestinal. Well, dogs and around 15 to 20% of allergies in dogs are food related. That's a big number, guys. And again, manifest through the skin. So the dogs, the poor skin is getting the brunt of all of these different allergens. So having a product that can just soothe the skin, it doesn't make a difference what the source of that allergy was, whether it was inhaled allergy called atopy, whether it was a a flea allergy, whether it is a food allergy, having something like this Splash Plus sounds like it's a great idea. And you brought up, and it is, and again, it's working incredibly well, but you brought up, you just touched on something about flea allergies. And although food allergies, so food allergies are common, flea allergies are the number one allergen out there. So one of the reasons that fall allergies start to, we start to get more itchy dogs in the fall is people stop using flea preventative in the fall because they just think fleas are a summer problem and they're not. So if your dog is itching, scratching or licking, be sure that you're using veterinary recommended flea preventative at the recommended interval. And there's different products recommend you using it at different, you know, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. Just be sure to read the label on that. And the last thing to do to help your dog's itchy skin or your cat is to consider adding some omega-3 fatty acids to uh, supplements to their diet. These omega-3 essential fatty acids can help decrease inflammation in the skin and joints, which I'm sure you've talked about, can even help with some cancers. And some great sources of that can be flaxseed oil, krill oil, and fish oil, with the fish and krill being uh, more highly thought of as being more effective than the flaxseed oil. But that's a great way to just add that to your pet's diet to help decrease the inflammation in the skin. And also just talk to your veterinarian because there are a lot of great commercial products out there in combination and some that, that actually are geared for helping the not only the skin but also the joints, as Dr. Heather just mentioned. So you know when it comes to the skin problems, make sure don't try to do this all by yourself. Uh, at least have a conversation with your veterinarian. And uh, as I said, get, get your pet on the, on the right things. And there's some also new medications out there to help with canine allergy. Unfortunately, I, I don't want to tease you too much as the veterinary profession has been teased. And that is because it was very underestimated what the need for this particular medication is going to be. So many of us are, I would say most of us are still waiting for our every three month ration of this drug. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so hesitant to start using it on some of my patients because I know that when they finish their dose and they come back for more and they will, I'm not going to have it. So uh, unfortunately, I- we have to wait. <laughs> 
And as you said, though, it's a great, even though that is a wonderful medication and we're looking forward to having it more readily available, making sure that our clients are at least covering the, the bases of flea preventative and having Absolutely. a moisturizing shampoo like Splash Plus around will may right. be able to hold their pet at bay while we're waiting for some great pills and other medications to become more available. Absolutely. Now, and one of the points I want to make also is that, you know, when we have these highly allergic dogs, and there's so many possibilities, one of the things that we've talked about that often we have a clue. Obviously, the dogs didn't read the book, so they don't know, but there is an often a clue as to what the offending allergen might be based on the parts of the body that seem to be the most affected. And so when we have this dog, and, and also we know, as we just talked about the food allergies, that it's unlikely, obviously not impossible, but when you have an allergic person, and I just rattled off a zillion allergies that I used to have, that it's unlikely a dog is just allergic to one thing. In fact, when we do these allergy testing, we find out they're allergic to a lot of things. So therefore, when you suspect food allergy, but there's so much overlap with atopine, which is the inhaled allergies and food allergies, that... To spend the money on the testing or doing the what we call elimination diets, which are so challenging, most people fail. Right. It's not the pet that fails. It's the people that fail. It's true. Um, it's so that, true. That I say, you know what? Why don't we look? We're, we're already here approaching fall. We're going to get rid of our fleas. We're going to get rid of a lot of the pollens, as Dr. Heather just mentioned. So therefore, let's see what happens to the allergy during the fall and winter. If it seems to get dramatically improved just by the change of season, then most likely it's not food because if it were the exactly food or, right. some, or something in the house, it's going to keep going. Then you know, ah, we need to do some more research and homework. So I say don't start that elimination diet so close to fall because let's wait it out. Let's wait enough. You put up with it this long. Let's wait another month. See what happens. And if it starts getting better, you can probably eliminate a food allergen or, or a household allergen off your list if they get so much better during the fall and winter. If they don't, then you want to not only keep it on the list, now you have to start searching. And that's going to either be a food elimination trial if you think food or if you think some sort of household allergen. And there are many, then we have to think of allergy testing as well. So, Heather, because of our technical difficulties and the fact that our time is up, I'm hoping that very soon – next couple of weeks, we can have you back on and get those Absolutely. callers, give out some samples of Splash Plus, which I know you would like to do, as I would I too. Would. In fact, I would like to get mm -hmm. one such sample. We'll get and, to you. Uh, and I have five dogs to go with my eight cats. So certainly, <laughs> uh, it, will, it's, it will be used. And then also, one of the subjects that I want to touch base on, I'm going to, first of all, entertain any questions you may have on any of the joints we talked about and the conditions, the diseases that we talked about. And then I want to get into something that we see frequently. And again, I'm not going to say it's relatively new anymore, but it was relatively new when I started practicing 30 years ago. And that is hyperthyroidism in cats and how difficult it sometimes could be to, to diagnose. But the treatment options are fantastic. And one of the biggest problems I see with clients and their old cats, and this is typically an old cat disease, is that they fear treatment based on the cat's age. And I just want to remind everybody that age is not a disease. So if we have an otherwise healthy animal, and the reason this is so near and dear is today, I get to pick up my 16-year-old cat from treatment, just having had the radioactive iodine treatment. Right. And, uh, yeah, and he is just doing amazingly well. And I just got a call from the doctor who does the radioactive iodine. And um, so I get to pick him up today. He's been there for four days. So I'm ready to see him. But we're going to talk about hyperthyroidism, the condition, the symptoms, and how it can unfortunately mask some other diseases. And of course, we're going to have Dr. Heather back very soon. Heather, you and I off air will coordinate schedules and have you come back Great. really soon. Great. All right. Thank you. 
Excellent. All right, everybody. So uh, thanks for joining us here on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio Partner. And want to thank again our sponsors and that are Kong Toys and ProSent Pet Products. And when Heather's here, also Splash Plus. And uh, we will be here next week. Have a great week, everybody. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.